The formula in Hollywood today lacks imagination. It's all about remakes and sequels. However, in the dog days of summer, any air-conditioned entertainment can draw a crowd, and last week's box office receipts appeared healthy. Financial markets, too, are seeing a series of sequels, and a few are opening this week. First up is Boris and the Battle of Brexit, a sequel to the long-drawn-out and inconclusive drama Theresa and the Battle of Brexit. This version, a screenplay in five acts, opens in theatres on Tuesday, when the British Conservative Party is widely expected to pick Boris Johnson as its next leader and, assuming no hiccups, the UK's next Prime Minister. Based on the previews, in Act 1, the new Prime Minister tries to negotiate a better deal with Europe before Britain crashes out of the EU on October 31st. However, the EU refuses to concede enough to produce a deal that will pass the UK Parliament. In Act 2, Boris reminds everyone that he is willing to take the UK out of the EU without a deal, and Parliament votes to block his ability to do so. In Act 3, either before or possibly after October 31st, the new Prime Minister calls a general election to see if the voters will elect a Parliament willing to approve a New Deal Brexit. Thereafter, the previews maintain a decent degree of suspense. Recent opinion polls show both Labour and the Tories losing support to the newly formed Brexit Party and the Liberal Democrats. However, the outcome of the election will depend heavily on whether a more clearly pro-Brexit Conservative Party can win back support from the Brexit Party, and whether Labour and the Liberal Democrats adopt a more explicit electoral agreement to increase the chances of a Labour-Liberal Democrat-Scottish National Party government. In Act 4, either a victorious Conservative Party executes a no-deal Brexit, or a newly elected Labour-led government pursues a second referendum. In Act 5, Either Prime Minister Johnson has to, in the midst of significant economic turmoil, establish new arrangements with the now separate EU, or a second referendum puts the UK back in the European Union, or the public votes to demand that the Labour-led government achieve a new exit agreement with the EU, potentially setting the stage for next summer's blockbuster, Jeremy and the Battle of Brexit. Also opening this week in Europe is a drama entitled The Road to 2% Inflation, which features upcoming ECB efforts to boost inflation to its target. This movie is based on an older Japanese film of the same name, and it chronicles even more imaginative efforts to increase inflation, none of which actually work. The ECB's incoming chief economist, Philip Lane, recently estimated that adding just two-tenths of a percent to the inflation rate could require a 20 basis point rate cut, another 1.25 trillion trillion euros in QE, and additional dovish forward guidance. It's a close call as to whether the ECB will announce a new monetary stimulus package at its meeting this Thursday, but if it does not, policy easing is expected by September. However, recognising that the core inflation rate in June was just 1.1%, and noting the repeated failures of these types of measures to boost inflation in recent years, the public will have a pretty good idea on how this movie will end. In the US, the main feature, due out on Friday, is the second quarter slowdown, a remake of an earlier film entitled The First Quarter Slowdown, which ultimately fizzled at the box office despite wide publicity. Economists seem more confident about the new script, as data in recent weeks has been steadily pointing to a second quarter GDP reading of less than 2% and possibly as low as 1%. However, this slowdown should be concentrated in slower-growing inventories and weaker trade, which are among the least predictable components of GDP. Thursday's release of advanced readings on June durable goods, international trade and retail and wholesale inventories could lead to some last-minute adjustments in forecasts. The Federal Reserve will be watching this intently, along with flash PMI data for the US, Europe and Japan, anxious to assess the extent of the slowdown and whether it could extend into the third quarter. 
However, in the absence of a significant shock to the upside, they appear committed to delivering a first rate cut in over a decade when they meet next week. This rate cut is unlikely to stimulate either stronger economic growth or higher inflation, and will thus set the stage for a second cut later this year. After that, the Fed may well pause, arguing that mediocre economic growth and low inflation on their own do not justify a return to near-zero interest rates. This should be sufficient to sustain the now very old bull markets in both stocks and bonds. Finally, for U.S. investors, the domestic financial market narrative is positive but lacks any prospect of dramatic improvement, while ticket prices at the fixed income and equity theatres have risen sharply this year. It should be noted that international equities are cheaper and there should be plenty of opportunities in mispricing among long-term traditional and alternative assets. However, the broad story in the summer of 2019 is that with real cash yields still near zero and heading lower, Long-term investments remain the only show in town. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.